0: Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat Delicious food to eat
1: The popcorn can't be beat The sparkling drink is just down you are listening to Phantasm Podcast.
2: Hey, this is Trevor
3: Stratton. Brian back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Boyer, Green. Simple are all stolen from immolation. We are
2: Gorgasm! from creator This
3: is REC of Turns from, <laughs> from Suffocation. Gorgasm, podcast. Join your host Corey Gorghis and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to Cult
1: the only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Now please welcome our guest of honor.
4: This so is to the grown eggs, and you are listening to Dr. Vincent West and Cory Gorkrist on the Phantasm
1: Podcast. What the fuck is up, and welcome to Phantasm Podcast. I am Cory Gorkrist, with me, Dr. Vincent West. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Still quarantining. Still doing a thing. Um, Hopefully everyone that's listening is safe in a safe place. If you're not, thanks for listening anyway. We appreciate you lending us your ears in a time of great danger. So thank you for that. Yeah,
2: you totally the in the numbers too,
1: they're this bucket. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, so don't expect the same time soon. Um, yeah, doing it to the comfort of our own homes, way depressing. But sometimes you know, Doctor pops in, makes his visits, have a lot of fun. Got a very exciting episode for you guys. We've got a very 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 special guest. We got Harley from Cro-Mags. It's got a in the beginning coming out June 19th. So by the time this episode's up, you probably already uh, be close to it coming out or be out already on uh, a Rising Empire and Mission 2 Entertainment. So definitely check that out. Um, their last thing they did they have Don't Give up, Don't Give In. The EP was released in August on Victory Records of last year. So um, it's very exciting to have had him on, and the doctor, you know, did an awesome interview for you guys, and I'm very excited for you to hear at the end of this episode. So, we appreciate that. Uh, a lot of big names on the screen here. We got a very special movie too. That you know, uh, another year we've, I think we might have done, but uh, it's a movie from old nineteen ninety eight. Doctor, you 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 called this one. What do we got? We're to direct an urban legend. Welcome to Pendleton
2: U, where the most popular class is Urban Legends. Something you heard about mixing pop
3: rocks and soda? Supposedly
4: your stomach burst.
3: But this semester, voila, still alive. The lessons are going too far. Call 911. From the producer of I Know What You Did Last Summer.
2: Someone's taking all these urban legends and making them reality.
3: <laughs> urban Legend.
2: Bloody Mary. <laughs>
3: Opens everywhere Friday. I don't know why
2: this kind of struck me as something that we should watch, but there's the Blu-ray of this came out last year. Uh yep. right around Well no. I think you know what, actually, I think this thing came out in the fall of two thousand eighteen, actually,
1: this Blu ray. And since we are doing a Tubi app, if you guys wanna stream along with us at home or on your cellular devices, mobile devices, whatever the fuck you uh jam around with on the go, or at work, we got uh, the Tubi app, it's free, it's on any streaming, you know, any devices you can download, it's free, just download it, Um, we got, this is probably, most likely, since Screen Factory has their shit on here, Shout Factory, whatever, uh, this looks like that print, because it looks amazing, it looks absolutely incredible on here. uh, There was a Blu-ray of this that came out in 2006, that, uh, yeah.
2: Colony Crossfire put out,
1: and it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same print. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Either way, it, it looks great, so I think that's what they're using. Um, so yeah, 1998. Uh, we'll get the old Chuckster later uh, for Altering the Future, of course. But this is cool for me because this is a movie. Obviously, I was alive when it was around, and I didn't just watch it late night. You know, this I rented it from Blockbuster and. Uh, Loved it, you know. I, I love this movie. Yeah, I had a blockbuster night with uh, Urban Legend. I was I was eight years old in ninety eight, so it popped this bitch in. I think I rented it a few times. So I loved it so much; it was really good. It's just it's just a good. If you guys have never seen it before, or you are not into like late nineties slashers, like you know, uh, this one is just a straight up slasher movie. It's just good. It's nineties stuff. It's it's got a lot of great actors in it. Robert Englund's in this, and uh, Daniel Harris is in this, and uh, Tara Reid is in this. Jared Leto's in this. I mean, it's got a great cast, and, you know, um, it's even got... a question for you. What's that? Just before we get any further into this, is there any scenes
2: in this where you would have pulled down your feet Mets jammies and rubbed
1: one out? Yes, I'm pretty sure there is. A couple of them. <laughs> Oh yeah! If it's if it's this is I haven't seen this in so long, so I got to kind of confused. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, the return of Mister Skinless tonight. It's June, and he's back. I
1: might I might have this confused with another movie, but I'm pretty sure that this is the one I'm thinking of. Like I feel like I'm confusing this with another movie because it's been so long, but I'm pretty sure there's a scene where there's this fucking goth- I'm pretty sure there's a scene with this goth chick getting nailed to like some Rob Zombie song And then, you know, she gets But is
2: that not, that looks like our boy
1: I can't tell who it is right now
2: It looks like the voice of Chucky It looks
1: like uh, Brad Dorff. I don't know If it is, it's not a listed cameo uh, It is, Chucky's in the film, my friends uh, We got Charles Lee Ray Himself, Brad Dorff. good call there, sir oh, that's him, it has to be Love him, it is, that's totally Brad Dorff right there so you got Brad Dora hey, my favorite one
2: From any Brad Dora thing Are you ready just for you?
1: Let's do it I know um, what it is already ready.
2: Coming up your birthday gift Last
3: year Yep hey,
2: hey Frank What do you want me to do With the beer? I
3: want you to fuck it want you to fuck
2: it
1: <laughs> Blue Velvet Love it Shout out to uh, Ernie C At Body Count For really loving that movie Enough to where Him and Ice-T Watched on their tour of oh, us I think that's still One of the coolest stories I ever heard <laughs> So awesome So that, that was awesome Um what you want me to do with the beer? You want me to pour it? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> Now, this this film already just for the chock full of characters. It's kind of a low key ensemble horror cast, even though they're all just kind of cameoed around. It's not like that Death House shit that they made. This is actually just it's like an homage, but they just brought them all. It's you know, it's you it it's you very you subtle. Know, like it's been crammed well. Right, it's subtle. Like they're just there, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. You know, it's. Pretty cool, I I dig it. <clears throat> Versus directed by Jamie Blanks. He's an Australian film director. He also did another uh, early two thousands favorite of mine that I know the doctor actually loves too, is Valentine. He also directed that. Nice. Which I I love that movie too. I think it's really good. <clears throat> uh, I think
2: it's good. we'll have to do that
1: one sometime. Yeah, it's it's great. Um what else here? Let me pull up some specs on this film here. We'll go ahead and do a yeah, this is definitely the one I'm thinking of. There's totally some Mr. Skinless in here. Uh, I'll do a little synopsis for you guys who haven't seen it, or maybe just whatever. You've seen it, but you want to hear what the fuck it's about again. I don't know. I need a refresher myself, because I remember the college stuff and all that, but uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this. And we got a struggle here. Brad Dorff is uh, fucking pissed, so here we go. University is beset by a rash of gruesome murders... That resemble old urban legends when their friend Michelle, played by Natasha Griggs and Wagner, is killed by someone hiding in her car. Natalie begins to notice the pattern. Her suspicions grow stronger when her own roommate is strangled to death. Soon the quiet college campus is transformed into hunting grounds for a maniac, Dr. Vincent West. And Natalie struggles to find the killer and and stop the bloodshed before she becomes the next victim. So yeah, it's it's cool, straight up. It almost fits like the giallo mode, you know, the old Italian stuff, because so it's like college. Um, but it's it's got a lot of cool elements to it, it's very unique, and it's not, it doesn't take away, you know. It's definitely its own thing. It's cool. And Brad Dourif right here. Is, he's
2: like, I want, he's like, you want me to pull it
1: I'm, I want you to fuck it. Now so this is the first Urban Legend kill here, spoiler alert, but uh, Brad Dourif was actually just trying to get her to not go back to her car, because... There is a killer in the back seat, which is the total urban legend of you know the little killer in the back seat tale with the hook and all that shit. So, it is about to go down here. He's actually just got straight a fucking axe, which is nasty. And here we go, folks. Bam. Bam. Mm, beautiful. Real quick question for you,
2: because I haven't seen this in a minute. Is there a killer reveal in this? Or
1: yes. Yes. Are there-
2: people that were
1: this killer or? No they didn't do the scream treatment this is actually uh, So there's not a coffee cat killer in this film No it's a straight up like somebody but they don't know who it is so they have to you know <clears throat> Oh my god that's awful I didn't even know that uh, Silvio Horta is the guy that did the screenplay for this who uh, came up with uh, the the show Ugly Betty uh, I don't, I'm trying to see what else he wrote But what I didn't know, or I forgot about it... uh, he I'll read it after this. Let's see what else he did first before I bring it down. He's from uh, Miami, Florida. And he went to New York University. So there's that. Which is fucking badass. Let's see. Urban Legend was his first... uh, writing, so... And then he did Ugly Betty Which is a newer show He committed suicide this year Which is very sad That's fucked up <clears throat> So the writer of this film There's Tara Reid I remember this now Tara Reid is like um, She's like a disc jockey basically For the college radio Which is pretty cool She's got a big part in this film um, Can
2: I just say something
1: real quick About Tara Reid Go for it I love her and Van what? Wilder <laughs>
2: Let me just say something about her in this Not so much about Van
1: Wilder But this movie I remember I wanted to French kiss her butthole Yep Oh yeah Let's see I'm trying to see Where this was filmed at Let's get a filming location <clears throat> It was filmed in Ontario, Canada Interesting Humber College is the college Came out September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, I got jacked off in this film when I saw it. I
2: don't remember a lot. Else, you
1: got the old, you got the old theater, theater whack.
2: I really did. I got the fucking in the jizz, the seat and floor. <laughs>
1: you like picked that up. Uh, the music was by ah uh, fuck you, Christopher Young, who also did compose the music for Sinister, which I do love the the score to that movie. It's fantastic. Uh, here's the
2: thing let me say something real quick about sinister I like the second one and don't like the first one is that
1: weird no oh, I get that the second one had a lot better vibe to it than the first one did uh he did the new pet cemetery I know he cannot, but yeah. I just, I mean, that first one didn't do it for me yeah he did the new uh pet cemetery swordfish drag me to hell all those he did the last two the two spider-man's the uh uh what is it what the fuck's his name Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, he did two and three. Uh, Did the score for those, and did Hellraiser Evolutions, which is probably garbage. Uh, Deliver Us From Evil. I don't see any notable ones he did after that. Uh, He also did Kablam! He did music on there, which is neat. The Nickelodeon show that I love. Um, See, the guy on the screen right there, I believe, is Michael Rosenbaum. Who was uh, Martin X in Guardians 2 He was Lex Luthor in Smallville Um, God
2: damn that is Lex Luthor Holy
1: shit Sure is
2: I really like him Yeah he's cool He gets a fucking bad laugh As as an actor His Lex Luthor I'm gonna be completely honest with you outside of Gene
1: Hackman, he's my favorite yeah oh yeah and he does the voice of the Flash in Justice League Doom which is badass that's my favorite fucking uh,
2: DC animated
1: movie yep he's the Flash in the other ones too the Justice League uh, Unlimited he was Kid Flash in the old Teen Titans so yeah he's yeah he's been the Flash on everything if it's 2000s he's done it also Trapper and Static Shock I used to love that show that was a good show Yeah That was pretty good but yeah That's all his notables So that's who you saw there
2: Now who's this redhead Cause I thought The French kissed her butt too
1: That Is Alicia Witt And she was in 88 Minutes At Al Pacino Film She was uh, Aaliyah in uh, David Lynch's Dune What else was she in I think she did that That Exorcist she TV went, she show
2: She was in the original Dune Yep The 80s
1: one. Yeah, from 84. But she was also. Not at all. She's gorgeous. So, Rebecca Gayheart. Oh my God. Dr. West is
2: coming clean tonight on this podcast. Are you ready? Go for it. Dr. West. This is is not a joke. This is not a, a parody or a gimmick or a gag. I love the Redheads, ladies
1: and gentlemen. Redheads are fun, man. They're fun. Um,. Not to sexualize people But we are horror fans here So it's kind of the, the game uh, But, you know No, I'm saying I'm not women I think they're beautiful And please sit on my face That's all I'm saying red are great You know, everybody Everyone I've dated Or been with Has been uh, very wild And fun and...
2: Wait a minute Is that Casey From Dolphins Creek?
1: Yep, sure is Amazing That is uh, <clears throat> What the fuck's his name? Joshua Jackson But
2: there's a cat Movie is legit.
1: It is the whole everyone you see. Yeah, that's that's Pacey from Dawson's Creek. He was uh, Charlie in D two The Mighty Ducks. What else was he in? Fringe. Uh, I thought he was in. He's in Curse. Also, Alicia Witt is too. I believe was in Curse that uh movie with Christina Ricci, which I think was a Wes Craven thing. A lot of these people came from West Craven stuff too, which is interesting. And that dude. That dude is in, uh... He's in a ton of stuff, that janitor guy. But I'm pretty sure... Nah, uh, maybe not. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's one. You get the, the goth fruit. I guess you don't really see... You don't really see much skin there for me to mention it, but... You see the goth... Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I think I'd her a roommate, too.
1: Well, oh, they're very, uh... Hot girls on this On this film This college Rich, film too. What I'm
2: saying is The redhead though Would get the tongue Lashing of her anus That she's never tasted <laughs> And that pussy Would just get filled With Dr. Cog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Cog. That's I'm saying But yeah the uh, Julian Richings uh, some Fucking sweaty <laughs> Oh my god I do I do I have it I can't help it Julian Richings is the Quote unquote Weird janitor And he's been in a ton of stuff Um He's a very notable guy, and most people are like, I know him, but I don't know him. Like, you know, he's in that Doom Patrol show. Um, that's Freddy Krueger right there. That sure is Freddy Krueger. He's the professor. That is Robert England.
2: Dr. Dr. Fred
1: Krueger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's such a badass. Uh, but let's do some trivia for uh, Urban Legend here. So Sarah, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar accepted the role of Sasha, but had to back out due to scheduled conflicts of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's depressing, because that would have kicked ass. It would have kicked ass. The killer's outfit is based on the fact that the film was originally planned to be set in the middle of winter. When the weather was too warm, it was decided to drop the winter aspects of the storyline, rather than fake snow in all the outdoor scenes and dress all the extras in winter outfits, but they kept the killer's costume. Which I think is rad. It looks fucking cool as shit. Um... When Paul and Natalie walk into the hidden room in Professor Wexler's office, a puppet of Freddy Krueger can be seen just before they see the axe. Robert Englund who played Professor William Wexler played Freddy Krueger, obviously. Uh, The SUV driven in the... Dr. Dr. Frederick (laughs) Krueger. Frederick Krueger. The SUV driven in the beginning was originally supposed to be a Land Rover. It was changed to a Ford Expedition the largest 4x4 available at the time because the filmmakers discovered they couldn't swing an axe inside of a Land Rover. So that's interesting. Hold on real quick, I gotta say something else. It's like the Mets hat that Pornow Protron kept pointing out when we did a God of the Stevens episode. Yeah. I gotta go back to the redhead real quick. Okay, just the simple fact that she
2: was a little girl in Doom. Yeah. That means I need her in some type of filthy
1: lingerie garblons. I can't believe you scat in my floor. <laughs> you scatting my floor. Good God. Sorry, continue. I can't <laughs> Dude, she's really
2: attractive to me. She
1: isn't she I haven't seen this movie since it was known. She hits all the notes too with the lipstick too. It's just like Woo Okay. Uh Brenda is seen wearing a blue ribbon around her neck at the end of the film as this minor reference to another urban legend about a girl whose head falls off she removes the ribbon around her neck. That's pretty cool. Try to avoid spoilers here. If you guys have never seen this, you're tuning along or whatever you're doing. Joshua Jackson cranks his car before he takes Natalie to that spot in the woods. When it cranks, the radio plays Paula Cole's I don't want to wait from Dawson's Creek, which is amazing. So I'll have to actually do some audio when that scene comes on just so we can have the, the, the full Dawson's Creek experience.
2: Uh, I watched Falcon Creek. I will. I will admit. I even got wheelchair fucker to watch the whole thing.
1: I've watched the it. Son of a bitch! Now hold
2: on a second. Wheelchair fucker literally religiously watched the shit out of last year. He could not stop watching. I was like, dude, I told you. It's a one of my
1: favorite. Show. One of my favorite shows of all time, for sure. Um, in this scene right here, actually, this trivia pairs up with this right now. Rebecca Gayhart got sick after eating the pop rocks all day for the classroom scene. So. She's about to do the Pop Rocks thing. She actually got sick from doing this. I guess she was constantly eating it to take the shot or whatever. Uh, Filmed at the same university as Killer Party from 1986, another campus set slasher. (laughs) Incidentally, both films feature a costume party at a fraternity, characters being targeted by a mass killer, and an urban legend about murder at an abandoned dormitory. So that's actually a really cool parallel there that was unintentional, but very nice. Uh, Cool. Jody Lynn O'Keefe was originally offered the role of Sasha, but turned it down to take part in Halloween H20 20 years later, 1998. It's the same year that came out. <clears throat> Daniel Harris was a smoker at the time and thrilled to be allowed to smoke while working. She quickly realized that shooting scenes while smoking meant that she was going to have to smoke cigarettes for hours all day while they shot. She eventually got sick of it and quit smoking. So this is the movie that made Daniel Harris quit smoking. <laughs> interesting oh this is awesome have you done this before have you done the pop rocks and pepsi challenge before no remember around this time you know mind you I was eight this was a big deal where everybody was doing it in school I remember so I would always show up with the pop rocks just to do it and then it'd be like bitch you won't drink pepsi over it so I'd be like give me your pepsi and I'd just be like Aah. I think after seeing this movie I did that one day not as dramatically but I, I acted like I was dying from it and fucking spewing fucking Pepsi everywhere with the Pop Rocks. It was funny. Here's my favorite character in the film is is Reese. I love her. And she's about to pop up on here. Um, let's see. Okay, the book setting, sitting on the desk in Pro- William Wexler's desk or uh, Professor Frederick Kruger's desk is a Vanishing Hitchhiker, which is one of the seminal texts on Urban Legends. Uh Melissa Joan Hart turned down the role of Natalie Simon. Reese Witherspoon turned down the role of Natalie Simon. So they were trying to get, you know, mind you, ninety eight, that's those are big names there, but there's Jared Leto, his first appearance. I wanna
2: say something about Jared Leto real quick. I like him. He is the wordy Joker I've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, I try to I try to actually forget about it, to be honest with you. If somebody's like, oh,
2: hold on his M and M Joker, yeah, that's
1: bad. So I'm like, oh, what's your what Jer what Jared Leto movies? Like, I never mentioned that. I love that movie, but not him in it. But I do like you know, I like him in Girl Interrupted and shit like that. He's great. No, he's um, a good actor. I'm not. I'm
0: not saying that. Right, Even just the Jokers. The
1: I think he could have been a good Joker if they made him a different Joker too, but they just stuck him with that one. It was weird. But. Um, let's see let me ask you a question do you think just real quick we're gonna have a super comic nerd out thing here for about
0: five seconds if you don't mind do you think he's Jason Todd cause I do do what
2: do you think he's Jason Todd in Suicide Squad
1: maybe you
2: know cause there was there was that there was the Robin that went back shit and became Joker remember yeah I I was just
1: curious if you thought that too He might be Jason Todd I was just curious if you thought that Wasn't he the Red Hood? Yeah Jason Todd But Jason
2: Todd was also the The the, Oh, was it Tim Drake? Tim Drake was Was Tim Drake the Robin that turned into the Joker?
1: Had to have been, yeah Whatever, you
2: know what I mean
1: Yeah comic talk ladies and gentlemen and it ends now continue my friend I'm sorry huh. let's see um okay uh, Julian Richings who was that janitor I was mentioning uh he had a, I got an ad for, for five seconds alright fuck yeah that's one thing about this free app folks there is ads and we do have to work around them so be patient I'm just gonna go ahead pause it right now I'm on 23 minutes and four seconds so While we're on the the ad break here uh, Julian Richings Who played the Weird Janitor He also had a reoccurring role As Death on Supernatural TV show for 2005 The first season of which Was mostly based on Urban Legends So there's another parallel to that Uh, Pretty cool
2: Supernatural was great But it stayed on way too
1: long Yeah I agree Uh, Daniel Harris and Tara Reid Have been roommates in real life Before they shot the film So that's really cool Um, The author of Encyclopedia Let me know when you're Unpaused here Or when I need to press play
2: It is Showing Tampa
1: Bay Furniture store Right now The author of Encyclopedia of Urban Legends Is Charles Breen The doctor on Tasha's Bottle of Lithium Is a Dr. Charles Breen Charles William Breen Is a production designer Weird No Dr. Vincent West That's a rip I know right Alright let me know When you're When you're Fucking furniture He's still showing A furniture ad For uh, clear water, uh,
2: in, in greater chance Than clear water
1: So The local asshole. And I am. It's doing
2: the sperm swirl.
1: Sperm swirl, I'm back. Sperm swirl. Alright, 23 minutes, 4 seconds. They're running to the the shot of the university here. Got the goth chick. I remember all this stuff. Okay, here's the thing. I
2: want to say something real quick. The goth chick needs to stick her gothic tongue up my butthole.
1: That's Daniel Harris. I know, I
2: want it up my butthole.
1: Daniel Harris, super sweet. If you've ever got a chance to meet her, she's absolutely her wonderful. Is if she ever hears ah, this episode. there it is—the oh, the Doctor the Breen right there that I just mentioned. Pretty cool. Uh, and I'm just
2: saying, my God! Like, can we have babies together, please?
1: Oh yeah. Let's see. This is one of the first films to feature the blue Pepsi cans, which were introduced to the U.S. in
2: 1998. Daniel Harris is a fucking scream queen from hell. She, she is. A of fucking Tell me you would not let her fucking French kiss your butthole in this
1: film. I'd let her do whatever she wanted to be honest, especially goth Daniel Harris. Yes. Have my ba- have my babies. Wait, how yeah, Did you hear that? I thought. <laughs> <laughs> have little Gore Christ. Meh,
2: meh, meh.
1: Fuck out of here! Fuck out of (laughs) here! Um. Oh yeah, there we go. Did you hear that last thing? I thought it was pretty cool. So this is one of the first films to feature the blue Pepsi cans. No
2: shit.
1: They were introduced in '98. This is one of the first films to do it. Very revolutionary, folks. Uh, The last name of Natasha Grace. Yeah, they do. They're all blue now, but this is when they first did it. it. Makes me feel old now. Uh, the last name of Natasha Gregson Wagner's character is Mancini Don Mancini is the name of the writer of all The Child's Play Chucky films and other actor that is it's featured in the beginning of the film Brad Dourif, so there was that uh, Nod If you look behind Natalie and Parker in the auditorium You will see screenwriter Sil- Silvio Horta Acting as a college student So That's, that's pretty cool uh, <clears throat> The film's lo- uh, Fictional location is Melbourne, New Hampshire Director Jamie Blank's home city is Melbourne, Australia. So that's pretty cool. And I, I love New Hampshire. I, I would retire there. Uh, at the end, when students are recounting the events and one comments, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to read that. That's a spoiler. <clears throat> In addition to this film, The Skulls and Gossip, both starring Joshua Jackson, were also filmed at the University of Toronto. Wait, The
2: Skulls and what was the other
1: one? Gossip.
2: Oh shit! I haven't seen
1: that in a minute. And this is obvious. The film was inspired by the huge success of Scream, and whereas that film was a self-aware satire of horror tropes, this one was a self-aware satire in urban legends. The film's negative reception was a result of many critics finding them to have been an imitation of Scream. Which it does have a lot of elements of it. There's even the characters in it, kind of. But it's a, you know, it's it's a lot more serious of a film. It's not as much of a satire at all this
2: not very at all
1: to me no I mean there's elements of it where they're kind of like alright I'm gonna turn on this here for a second
0: I'd really
1: rather not talk about it on the on with the uh the sound, sound to here cause they're gonna do the Dawson's Creek theme oh, okay, no. that. okay unless they did it while they were driving up but I think you he's about to turn Try. up some music
0: I lost somebody close to me <laughs> uh
1: and I love his character in this too I think he's hilarious girlfriend, She's uh, well, Let's see
0: uh, She's dead and, uh, Oh I'm so sorry <laughs> it's, it's uh,
1: The uncredited character Played by Brad Dorf Gas so station well. attendant Michael she McDonald went. Who was Who was suspected to be The murderer Was named she after went. Urban legend producer Michael McDonald and
2: After that
0: I, I was afraid to get Close to for a long the
1: time. film was shot over a course of fifty-three yeah, days. Bro.
2: Why am I being so selfish? I still have so, much funny, babe. I have so much love inside of me left
1: to give. Uh, Reese Wilson was a lesbian in an earlier draft of the script. Interesting. Professor William Wexler, which is Doctor Frederick Kruger, had bipolar disorder in an earlier draft of the script. This would have been weird. Uh, Brad Dourif, who played the stuttering gas station attendant at the beginning of the film, played the role of Billy Bibbit, who also had a speech impediment and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. 1975. Uh, Tosh was conceived as a much bitchier character in the early draft. Ooh. Jeez. The news reporter announcing the beheading of Michelle Mancini on television is named David Mc Airy David McAiry was the first assistant director of this movie
2: I don't
1: know I think it might be over they might have played it before they got to the scene oh there it is I think Yeah, I think she's listening to it right now. It's very, like, quaint, though. Can't really hear it that well. I mean, he's taking a fucking whiz. He crank that damn music up. Well, he's dead now. Well, I'm positive might say it. He's just getting fucking hung out and dry now. Uh, let's see. Alicia Witt and Loretta Devine, Loretta plays uh, Reese, uh, shares the same birthday, August 21st. Pretty close to the doctors. Thank you very much, it. Uh, Parker's line about Spider Eggs and Bubblegum Is partially dubbed It was shot as Spider Eggs and Bubblicious And appears as such In the film's trailer Behind the scenes feature On DVD and Blu-ray Presumably dubbed Due to non-clearance Of the brand name Joshua Jackson Used his salary From this movie To buy his mother a house That was very nice Hey I
2: have a question For you What's
1: up Do
2: something A little different Tonight I've never done The four Going on five years We've done this podcast I have a
1: question
2: for you. This is very morbid, okay? Okay. Let's do a R.I.P. version on this film. Who's dead that we're watching in this
1: film? Like, who's actually not alive?
2: Besides the gentleman that committed suicide, which I'm not trying to make fun of that at all, but...
1: I mean, I think everybody's alive in this movie. That surprisingly, all the cast is still still with us. So you down to start
2: doing this? We're going to start doing an R.I.P. on this podcast
1: yeah we can we already got some corner we might as well do that too we'll queue up the RIP and we'll be like who's dead that's actually a good idea well like it's pretty dope you like Let it another segment yeah the
2: creative juices are
1: flowing here oh and poor old man that's
2: fucking brutal god damn
1: Jesus yeah she just hung so her she technically
2: just killed him
1: yep There's the killer right there. He's a fucking big mother too. Shit! Get your fucking car out of there. Oh, this is morbid too. Here comes Joshua Jackson. I don't want (laughs) to wait for
2: life to be over.
1: Yeah, that's bad. Uh, Brad Dorff, who played the gas station attendant, was considered for the part of Joker and Batman from 1989, which would have been insane. And Jared Leto, of
0: course.
1: And of course, Jared Leto played the Joker in Suicide Squad in 2016. I love Jack Nicholson, but I would have loved to have seen Brad Dorff as the Joker. That would have been fucking incredible. Especially if you guys have watched or listened to one of our super earlier episodes of uh, Exorcist 3 or haven't seen that film. He's, he's, he's amazing in it. Can definitely play that role. Uh, the bloody writing on the wall, Aren't You Glad You Didn't Turn on the Light, was used in the episode Hookman during the first season of Supernatural, which was heavily referencing urban legends at first. Several actors in this film have guest starred in the series as well. So there's little nods to Supernatural, or to this film from Supernatural, or just the super you know the urban legends in general, but still pretty cool. Uh, according, to, <coughs> according to the license plate in the front of Dean's car, the Dean lives in Maine. So maybe that's a very small nod to Stephen King. We're not sure. Um, Not wanting to be a typecast as a scream queen, Jennifer Love Hewitt turned down the role of Natalie Simon. She was offered the role because of her work and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Another great 90s slasher film. That good. Uh, Urban legends, which are referenced, include Reference to Caller to Sasha's radio show states that she replaced her roommate's birth control bills with baby aspirin. A caller to Sasha's radio show asks about having her stomach pumped after performing oral sex and ingesting semen. That's death metal. Uh, A couple suffering from penis captivist call in to Sasha's radio show. Professor Wexler discusses the babysitter and the man upstairs legend during his lecture. And Brenda claims that it happened in her hometown. Parker suggests placing spider eggs and bubble yum as the killer's next move. I need to say
2: something real quick. Okay. Here we
1: take those itchy, sweaty, leather pants off and let me French kiss that butthole. <laughs> they even got the cars. I, you know, sometimes I really love IMDb because they're, they're facts because this one has the fucking cars they drive in this. So this is interesting. For all you car enthusiasts that love death metal, love horror movies, maybe you just like death metal, you like power metal, I don't care. Uh, check this out. This is cool. The janitor drives a 1982 Ford F-150. Damon's car is a 1984 Oldsmobile 98... 98- uh, Regency Reese drives a 1992 Ford Crown Vic Obviously it's a cop car uh, The Dean's car was a 1981 Mercedes Benz S-Class W126 Natalie's car in a flashback Was a 1988 Saab 9000 CD Paul drives a 1987 Jeep Grand Wagoneer SJ Michelle drives a 1997 Ford Expedition XLT Gen 1 UN 93 She got axed already And David's Brenda's late fiancé car during a flashback was 1987 Chevrolet Corsica. Pretty cool. I actually have never seen that uh, before. It's pretty awesome. Love it. So yeah, that that wraps that up. Uh, All the facts about it. Actually, surprisingly, a lot of facts about this film on there. So it's very, very interesting. Love it. And then... See, this movie has a good pace, too. It picks up pretty quick. Um,
2: Hi, Daniel Harris. Have sex with me. Huh. Feed me those titties.
1: Huh. Well, let's, feed me those tits. I'm not going to give you the tits right now, but we can feed you the chuck. It's a cool looking university, too. So. You know what's interesting about this movie that
2: I want to say? And I probably should say this for final thoughts, but this movie, to be as open as
1: it is, it's very claustrophobic the way it's shot. It is. It really is, yeah. And I like that kind of stuff, you know, even though I'm claustrophobic it's myself. Weird.
2: It makes me uncomfortable. It makes
1: me uneasy watching this. It, it's very claustrophobic the way that they would show. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. So let's cue up Chuck, and we'll get into altering the future.
2: Altering the future! So we got
1: 1998. Uh, we'll take you back to that time and what other movies were out, and we'll do music. Uh, Doctor always covers that. Usually, I try to do uh, that stuff last the horror movies all. Some of my favorite movies came out around this year and I was very perceptive about films at this time because I was eight years old. Um, so there's a lot of movies that I really love from this from this era. Um, let's see what we got here. There's a lot of movies. let's see. Godzilla, that that Godzilla movie that came out, that was a fucking turd. I saw that in theaters. Um, Patch. I can honestly say I've never
2: seen that the Matthew Broderick thing. Yes,
1: it's a turd. Never
2: seen
1: it. And the fact that they they do it Madison Square Garden, it pisses me off. Um, Patch Adams, great movie. Doctor Doolittle with Eddie Murphy, the movie's hilarious. Um, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. This Guy Ritchie. It's a great movie. Um, let's see. Oh, there's so much. God, Stepmom. I will never. That movie is just. I can't watch movies like that. I really can't. It's just. She's just dying of cancer. It's fucking awful. Uh, one of my favorite movies from around that is Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain with fucking Hulk Hogan. I absolutely love that movie. It's fucking, it's fucking great. Uh, Prince of Egypt. It's an animated film. We've got Gia. That's with uh, Angelina Jolie. If you want to see some boobage from her, some Mr. Skinless, that's on there. I uh, got Chairman of the Board with Carrot Top. I thought that movie was funny when I was, when I was little. Uh, a Bug's Life. It's probably my favorite Pixar movie besides Toy Story. I was obsessed with it. had the jammies. I had the toys. It was Little Gore Christ's Wet Dream was that film. Uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Another another wubby. Scooby-Doo Zooby, uh, Zombie Island. Love that movie. Uh, Babe Pig in the City. That movie is fucking weird as fuck. Um, even when I was a kid, it made me uncomfortable. George I, Miller that did Matt Max Yep It's fucking weird as fuck but That's all I'm gonna say about it It's worth watching Just so you can be like This movie is so goddamn weird uh, E.G. Daly voices the pig Who did like uh, You know Tommy Pickles from Rugrats and, and shit like that So she's in that it's just, it's just weird uh, Oh I got a fucking ad God damn it You didn't pay attention <clears throat> I do, I'm on four screens at once here folks I'm trying to So I got an ad So pause it where, wherever you're at Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Please. Stupid ad bullshit. Well, I'll continue. Uh, Ants, another animated movie. Very weird movie. Honestly, like it's very, it came out you know same year as A Bug's Life, had Woody Allen and Sharon Stone in it. Uh, it's just a weird. It's a weird movie. Uh, very good, but weird. Um, one of my favorite animated uh, uh, Batman films is uh, Batman Sub Zero. Fucking awesome movie. Um. Let's see what else. Yeesh. Is that what I think it is? He got that Major League sequel of Scott Bakula. I, I vaguely remember seeing that movie. It still had it still had Corbin Burnson in it, but um, he was the it's owner. Good, I'm yeah, I'll check it out. I've, I've actually never seen that. It's good. Um, Back to the Miners? Let's see. Yeah, Back to the Miners. It's good. Very bad things. That movie is nuts and it, it horrified me when I was little. It's a comedy movie. But when you're eight years old you see a movie like that, it's it's fucking Do that movie is <laughs> It's a train wreck. And it, but that movie made me love Christian Slater. Uh besides seeing true romance around the same time, that movie made me love Christian Slater. Uh but John Favreau's in it, uh Cameron Diaz, uh Daniel Stern is in it who I love. Um it's just it's 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 an, it it's an insane fucking movie. Um, it's too much to watch out. Yeah, I it I is.
2: Watched I watched that movie Really Stoned one time and it freaked me out.
1: Jesus Christ. I couldn't do that. um yeah, it's too much. Let's see, there's some well we'll just go through some Disney shit here. We got the parent trap, which I loved. Halloween town, which I still even at like about thirty. Applause, yeah? It's still on a fucking ad. It's wanting me to buy a Toy a Toyota.
2: Well,
1: hold on a second. I've had the the, the El Duble ad treatment here, so I'm... What part are you on right now?
2: I'm at 1.39.44, 38 minutes,
1: 19 seconds. Okay, I'm almost there.
2: Danielle Harris was talking about hooking up with
1: guys. Yeah, she's, she's basically on whatever... This is like vampire freaks right here. Okay, and unpause it. It's like we're looking at a library card and it's a yeah. hot redhead. My type of guy. Okay, back to uh, Halloween Town, 1998. Disney movie is like a Disney original movie. I loved it. That uh, Monster Magnet, by the way, just why uh,
2: What? That Monster Magnet playing in the background with oh. Daniel Harris.
1: Oh, I don't have it. I have it muted again, so I, don't, I can't hear anything. Um. Yeah, Halloween Town... Uh, it's. I still watch it even at thirty years old. It's one of my favorite movies. Period. It's got Judith Hogue in it. You know the Debbie Reynolds, which is you know Carrie Fisher's mom is in that. So it's awesome. Um, it's just a great movie. Are we watching
2: Daniel Harrison's bathroom or
1: not? Yep, she just walked in on my screen, so she's trying to find. But the music one
2: thing that was playing was Monster
1: Magnet. Right. I didn't know what you were saying because I was like Halloween Town. You were like Monster Magnet. Like what? <laughs> Monster Magnet. Just like I don't know what. Okay, I like, I like, I like Monster Magnet. I like Mr. Windorf. He's a good. He's a cool motherfucker. If you're listening to this, uh, I would like you to be on this podcast too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Lion King Two: Simba's Pride. Oh, here we go. I think in this one, it's actually Rob Zombie starts playing. If I remember this correctly. It's a little spook show, baby. Because uh, I remember hearing it. Uh, this was like a distinct thing I remembered about this film was that song playing. Because they kind of make it like she's just having her typical sex bullshit. <clears throat> but maybe not. I don't know. I don't hear it right now. Taking a pause for a second, folks. I'm trying to hear this thing. Maybe it was in the no, scene. No to go in here, he's yeah, she's getting up. choked. I guess that was in the first time they were fucking, they had that music on, because I remember that's in this film. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, go from goth sex back to movies I saw when I was eight, it's weird. Uh, Air Bud, Golden Receiver. <laughs> that's what Dr. West likes to call his, uh, you know, when he gets the, after he kisses the butthole, he gives him the Golden Receiver. <laughs> with their air butt. <laughs> uh, Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, air butt. Uh, Mulan. Mighty Joe Young. Couldn't deal with it. Um, Let's see. There's Meet Joe Black. Couldn't deal with it. But I did like seeing Brad Pitt get hit by three cars. I don't know why, because I like him, but. Seeing him get fucking juggled around three cars like a fucking basketball—it's still to this day I laugh my fucking dick off when I see that. I mean, he just—he just gets fucking juggled in New York traffic. It's hilarious. Uh, City of Angels—I think that's Meg Ryan in it. Uh, yeah, Meg Ryan, Nicholas Cage. Um, let's see, Secrets of Nim. Two. You got a bunch of weird sequels. You got Mothra, th- the Rebirth of Mothra. Three. I'll take that all day long. Uh, Small Soldiers, which I love that movie. That's actually a very morbid film for the fact that it was a kids film technically, but it's PG-13. Uh, Joe Dante directed it, which is fucking badass. Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Uh, that's it's a great it's a great movie. <clears throat> Loved it, and it's very morbid at the same time. Uh, Dark City. Awesome fucking movie I think Wheelchair Fucker Really likes that movie As much as I do too Pretty sure he does Um It's just a fucking Weird ass movie Very Visual Very Um I the theater. Almost like Matrix Kind of shit But it's also like Very I don't know How to describe that movie It's weird I, I You know Kiefer Sutherland's in it William Hurt, Jennifer Connolly, I remember that Um the score for it, you know, it's like industrial shit. It's a very strange movie. It's very hard to describe, but it's cool. Uh, Sphere. I remember that movie, Dustin Hoffman. Um, what else? We got Soldier with Kurt Russell. Is that
2: old dude right there the one from the uh, Underworld movie?
1: No, I think I, you're talking about Bill Nye, the guy that plays Victor or whatever. That's not him I forget who that guy is Though he looks familiar Um the X- Wait, Bill Nye The science guy? No There's another Bill Nye He's the guy that plays Victor And he's also Oh sorry Yeah Yeah I always thought that too I was like Bill Nye Wait But it's spelled like N-I-G-H Um oh, gotcha I mean, he looks like the guy He the does. No he does Uh You got the X-Files movie let fight, yeah. Uh, Lost in Space. I got
2: Jack Doctor in that movie, too. Nice.
1: Uh, Deep Impact. Got Armageddon. Never
2: seen that movie. I've seen Armageddon. I've never seen Deep Impact.
1: Okay, uh, Star Trek Insurrection.
2: Dude, hold on. Right there. Love that movie. It's good. It's criminally underrated, and I'm sorry to tell Star Trek. Next
1: generation fans, but that movie's really good. I love it. Uh, the Bla- the Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Let's see uh I've never seen it. love those movies. Uh Phantoms, Ben Affleck. It's a great movie. Uh The Faculty, all, I never seen that. it's good. Uh The Faculty, it's another good one. That
2: I've seen.
1: It's cool. I like it. Um, I think Screen Factory put that out actually. Is it
2: disturbing behavior in ninety eight?
1: I think so. I haven't seen it yet. Um, let me see. Yeah, yes it is. The one with James Marsden.
2: That is a fucking great movie.
1: Or Marsden. it got Nick Stahl in it too. Hell yeah. Katie Holmes. Okay, this, this movie, and this is going to get a little personal, but in a funny way. We have Species 2. I've probably glazed more of my my uh, wiener to that than, than I have anything when I was little. I think it's when I started really masturbating and figuring that shit out. Species 2 was one of the first ones, so that was cool. I think that's what it's you, made you, you for. You yourself with
2: little alien with your little blonde bowl cut impregnating chicks with your alien goo.
1: Yep, that's totally what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that movie, Jesus Christ. Okay, I need you to pause right now. Okay. Got another... A. Okay, on. So yeah, Species 2, I spilled my seed to it way too much when I was younger. It was like, I can do this. Uh, uh, um, uh. Let's see what else. We got Blade with Wesley Snipes. I fucking love that movie. Um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm. Saving Private Ryan. It's one of the only war movies I really like. Uh, One of my favorite horror sequels, believe it or not, Bride of Chucky came out in 98. That movie's fucking awesome. Um, Got The Big Lebowski, which I absolutely love that movie. And if we were in the film, I would... Okay. I would be the dude, and then the doctor would be... uh, Would be... uh, What's his name? Walter. You're definitely Walter. Dr. West <laughs> And I'd be the dude uh, Rush Hour You know if you brought the
2: dog It's just like uh, If you brought the dog bully, It's just like I'm not gonna buy shoes I'm not buying the fucking beer
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, <the> SLC Punk <laughs> SLC Punk Which I absolutely love that I'm not,
2: point I'm not I'm not buying it a fucking
1: beer. <laughs> uh, the Mask of Zorro. I think that's the Antonio that is DOS. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, that's us in that movie. If you watch it as the big, the big, uh, <laughs> the big Gorboski, then that's it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what happens, Larry. When You fuck a stranger In the ass And it's Dr. West fucking Destroying somebody's Fucking sports car That's fucking funny Yeah the mask of Zorro That was uh Antonio Banderas yeah, so The entire scene That is you and me In that movie is this
2: Is I'm sorry to keep it in, But it's fucking funny He's like He's like Calmer you are Remember the
1: fucking guy <laughs> Yeah we're down Bowling Alley.
2: We've had conversations like
1: that. Yeah, we really have. It's just funny. We're, we're in a bowling league. Um, let's see, The Thin Red Line, that was Sean Penn, Adrian Brody, dude that played Jesus in uh, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, Jim Caviezel. I think, uh, yeah, George Clooney, John Cusack, Woody Harrelson, who's really old and needs to stop playing younger characters. Um John C. Riley, Nick Nolte, that's a really good war movie too. Um Blues Brothers two thousand. It's good, I like it. And Saving Private Ryan's like, Ninety eight had some really good movies. Uh Blues Brothers two thousand, which was Dan Aykroyd and Speak of the Devil, John Goodman. I never seen it. It's funny as fuck. Um The Water Boy, one of my uh favorite Adam Sandler's it. It's fucking hysterical, dude. All his early stuff, like up until yeah, I never seen that movie. up until Waterboy, and then like Little Nicky; those are all his best movies. I'll I'll, I'll give Big Daddy a lot of credit because it's, it's pretty goddamn funny too. But it's not as funny as like some of those. Um, you know, there's something about Mary. Hilarious movie. Uh, ben Stiller, uh, Matt Dillon, Cameron Diaz. Also had um... oh shit! I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, I can't think of it. Um. Jesus Christ Whatever it's Is that great.
2: your favorite Family Brothers movie?
1: Uh I don't think it's my favorite It's close It's pretty fucking great I like it Can you mean my favorite? Um We just talked about this too
2: Hall Pass
1: done. Yeah Hall Pass I'd say mine's probably Kingpin
2: Kingpin's pretty good
1: I just watched one the other day that that came up on HBO I think it was no, I think actually it's on Amazon it's on stars. It was Osmosis Jones that they did. And that movie's fucking awesome. Uh it's great. I didn't know that they did the film until I watched it. And I was like, Oh shit, okay. Um Yeah now my thing is reset. Hang on. Where the fuck you at? My little movie thing up here. Okay. Back to this shit. We got the Truman Show. Very weird. Um, if you like Jim Carrey, it's cool, but it's weird. Um, the Decline of the Western Civilization, Part 3, came out in '98. Awful. Uh, yeah, it is awful. Uh, Enemy of the State, which is Will Smith, Gene Hackman. Never been crazy about it. It, it is good. It is good. I've never been crazy about it, but it's, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's great. Uh, Polly, which was that fucking movie about the parrot uh it's really good actually never seen it it's funny never seen it um let's see you got the remake of psycho with Vince Vaughn
2: know what? I I actually defend that movie I like it it's
1: good I saw it in theaters um let's see snake eyes with uh uh Nicolas Cage never seen it another movie I saw in theaters Pokemon the first movie I cried my little my little eyes out if that takes me down a peg in the metal world I don't fucking care being honest that movie's fucking sad at the no end. man you grew up with that <laughs> it's sad with sad it. at the end I got my little gold Pokemon uh, like it's like seriously like a gold thing like a little collectible card thing but it was like a gold I don't know it's hard to explain but it was cool and it had you get the ancient Mew card I got that stolen along with my Sony Walkman out of my locker one day and I was so pissed off uh one of my favorite comedies ever, and I can quote quote it all the way, is Night at the Roxbury. I Love that fucking movie. <clears throat> it's amazing. That's also you and me at the fucking club too. It's funny.
2: Sweet ass dwelling, Mr. Gork,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the outside is the inside, but the inside is the outside. Doesn't that blow your mind? Anyway. Uh another can good one. Going... <laughs> it's all right if you did. I understand. You're up the wrong tree. <laughs> I love how they you know Jim Carrey was in the original skit of that film. Oh, I got an ad in five seconds, motherfucker. Okay, two, one, okay, pause, ball? pause it. We gotta let Gore Cross know that Olive Garden is here for you. We will hand. What are you saying about Jim Carrey? We will hand deliver our Olive Garden, our processed fake Italian food. Uh, to your door Because we care that you're social distancing Even though
2: delivered.
1: No this is This is like a straight up Fucking white family Where they're just like Thank god we're not We're Irish We can have our Italian food Our fake Italian food Delivered here Alright Unpause un- un- Yeah un- Unpause Now that's Fazoli's man That place is fucking I would rather have Chef Boyardee Than fucking that It's the fucking value time. It's the value time yeah, meat. It it it, it's it is, it's like they can't even call it Spaghettios. It's like it's called like a <laughs> value <laughs> value time meaty <laughs> No, no, listen, no, it's, no, it's food called Byronos. <laughs> no, wait. It's <laughs> it's it's food lion. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I just it's it's food Lion spaghetti rings. Hold on. I've got my favorite but I've gotta tell you something real quick. <laughs> Here it is. I literally saw <laughs> this freezing you
2: ready? Yeah. So there's like the Shepherd RD, and I told told Wheelchair Fucker, I'm like, I just can't eat that stuff anymore. I did as a kid. And you've got like the Star Wars Shepherd RD ones, and the Food Club ones. The Food Club ones, Food Club Star Soldiers. (laughs) 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 It's like, God, could you imagine the poor son of a bitch kid that's taking Star Soldiers to school?
1: Or it's like you got the Spongebob Squarepants ones and this one's Fishy Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you brought the Fishy Bottoms. What a nerd. If you're a parent and you have to send your kids to school with
2: that Mr. Wester personally donate his own food stamps to get you
1: long <laughs>
2: food club star soldiers for your fucking
1: poor kid. Yeah, you should have spaghettios in that lunchbox. You know, you don't need to be having the food oh, club. Fucking Chef, you
2: gotta have the. Re- you should be having value time star soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> god damn! I mean, it was awful when I saw it. I was like, "Good god." <laughs>
1: Oh, damn. Well, she just had a false alarm here where Rebecca Gayhart thought she was going to get fucking clubbed right here, but now it's overreacting. But yeah, instead of the... <laughs> instead of the Avengers, it's like the... It's like... It's like Alliance O's.
2: <laughs> so, dude, I'm you, it's like, that's real. Like, it's like... You know, Chef R. R. D. has you know X Men fucking ravioli for kids, and
1: the the fucking <laughs> this X-Men one's alien people <laughs> <laughs> Or power people. <laughs> so stupid. And it it seriously was it it was actually it actually made me sad seeing it. Yeah, you know, it's like well, imagine the poor fucker that has to carry that shit around. Like they pull it out, and they're like Star <laughs> they <laughs> Star Soldiers. You got the
2: fucking Chef R transformers or you got the fucking Value time uh, uh, wild robots. It's <laughs> <laughs> just humiliating. Nah, seriously, I feel sorry for the parents that has the bot and then gives that to their kid to make him fucking lug it around. <laughs> hey look,
1: look or no jimmy's eating power robots through value time. <laughs> Like this kid busts out The G.I. Joe Fucking No 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 It would be more clever Than that It's like Value time presents World changers <laughs> God damn Oh god Ask
2: Ross Next time we have him on If he if he had the, If he had the Transformers
1: Chef Hardy as a kid, or did he have the, the,
2: the, the Power uh, robot.
1: Machine, no, machine changers, value time. <laughs> or it's like the kid pulls out the G.I. Joe raviolis, and then you pull, he pull out the value time army men. Army Rangers.
2: Army men, tough
1: guys. Yeah, army it's tough funny. dudes. Let's see, all right, we'll go off track here. We're still on 1998 movies, uh... Altering during the future Got The Wedding Singer By Adam Sandler It's a fantastic movie That's a good movie That's actually That's about as The Doctor as it gets From an Adam Sandler film It's fucking funny um, What else Do we got Let's we'll see we'll, we'll go to horror Right now Now I want to say One of You know I did I did mention Blade Earlier But Blade Is fucking amazing And it broke ground Because so it rated R As a Marvel movie Still gets no credit Even though it's a fantastic film uh, we've said Bride of Chucky, which I love. I,
2: hates
1: that I love it. Like I like trip. I like the Triple H's in it. I think that chick that's got that dog pussy is is hot as fuck.
2: Ryan
1: yeah, Ryan Reynolds is awesome. Old Hannibal King. I love that movie. It's great. Um, let's see the the original Ring came out in ninety eight. The Japanese one, It's just called Ring. Um, Interesting. What else? Uh, Halloween H two O. I still, I still know what you did last summer. It's a sequel. It's it's equally as good, I think. Uh, Strange Land. Just got D. Snyder. D. Snyder. It's cool. Um. What else? We got Phantasm IV Oblivion. Love it. Let's see. Oh, these aren't even horror films. Um. Just the last one I'll mention on here. It's a film I really love. Um, I need to buy it because I don't have it. A lot of people don't like it, or I don't know. I, I love it. I think it's a it's a great movie. That is John Carpenter's Vampires. Love that film. I love it. <clears throat> it's one of my favorite James Woods movies. I just think it's cool. You know, I like I like it a lot. I Watched the shit out of it when I was younger too. So that is. That movie,
2: I want to say something about that movie real quick. That movie, you either love that movie or you don't like it. Exactly.
1: Either. That's kind of what I ran into on that.
2: There's no middle ground on it. The guy that plays the main vampire in it, I love that
1: guy. I do too. He was Valak the, or he whatever.
2: Was the, they're in Karate Kid 3. Mm hmm. The dude with the
1: ponytail? Yeah. And there's two now more.
2: I could, like, with some He's like, Whoa! Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a few more films I do want to mention Because there's a lot more on here But I'm just going to do these last three here I've already done the horror But um, This one's for the doctor right here It's uh, Black Dog, Patrick Swayze
2: What a fucking awesome movie I
1: love it, absolutely love it It's one of my mom's favorites That we watched all the time So it was cool Um, We got Basketball Which is another one Love it And this one's for Wheelchair Fucker Who I love very much and that's Dirty Work. Yeah. One of my favorite films. I know it's one of his, too. One of the few people I know that I've actually seen it <clears> that can quote it. So, love that film. It's Chris Farley's last movie. Bob Saget directed it. Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. It's a perfect movie. It's just funny as fuck. Ooh, this guy just got ran over. God damn. Yeah, it's brutal. Ooh, got fucking spiked yeah it's pretty it's pretty rad
2: severe tire damage
1: god <laughs> yeah that no shit yeah it's
2: weird this actually this kind of looks like Dawson's
1: group too this it does it's very very late 90s shit I love it and I like how this this little college party is pretty rad looking um wow they're, the dog is chugging alcohol that's uh that's a new one they got a dog with a fucking beer bong <laughs> jesus christ the dude dressed up as Zombie Santa. That's a new one. Pretty cool. Just got these goth dudes doing the DJ bullshit. What music they got on here? Let's hear it. That's Scream. That's an actual... Party. They got Sal... Ar- no, that's a Roller Coaster of Love. Cool. Gotta love Tara Reed and that Choker. Jesus Christ.
2: Woo! Yeah, I'm
1: with it. Woo! I, I like the goth stuff in this, too. This is like... 8 year old me No wonder I turned out The way I did Watching this kind of shit <clears throat> And Brian of Chuck he had a lot of that too The elements of it and, Very weird But yeah uh, Doctor 1998 music This ought to be good I will say I know it came out 25 years ago Today Actually Um On this day Of the recording I'm trying to see It's not 98 though So that wouldn't even matter Would have came out. I don't remember where I was going with that.
2: I'm not sure either.
1: It was 95. It was this, on this day, 25. Or whatever it is. Anniversary of something. I gotta look it up now. Yeah, music. Go ahead. I was, I, this wasn't even the year I was thinking it was. Just like the day, of what I was thinking. You
2: sure you don't want to go ahead and say what it was, or do you want me to keep going? I'm trying
1: to look it up. If it even hang on. On our yeah, motherfucker.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to start this. If you need
1: yeah, to just, talk in, just, just you know. go ahead. It was kind of irrelevant to what we were even doing because I, I thought I, I was thinking. Like the year, but it's not.
2: Well, here we go. So Legacy of Kings from Hammerfall, Something Wicked This Way from Ice Earth, uh, Disco Destroyer from Tankard, Virtual Eleven from Iron Maiden. Nice. Uh, Ocean Born from Nightwish.
1: Love it. Um, zombie Apocalypse from Mortician. Oh yeah.
2: First Breath from Mercenary Mercenary is a Danish town That no longer exists But I loved mm-hmm. um, uh, A Fallen Temple a Fallen Temple from Septic Flesh
1: God, Rebecca Gayhart uh, in that uh, dress God damn whoo. What's that? So Rebecca Gayhart in that dress Jesus Christ, sorry
2: Yeah, it's nice. Uh Obsolete from Fear Factory
1: uh Fellas Rest from Crowbar Okay, that's what I was saying um, 25 years ago today Which is June 13th As we record this uh, D Manufacturer came out 25 years ago. Oh, cool. There we got Obsolete. Um, love it. Odd Fellows Rest is great. Crowbar.
2: Uh, victims of this Fallen uh, Cataclysm. Uh, great. Album. Um,
1: Supreme Evil from Diabolic. Uh, Hell love yeah. That band. Love them. Uh, High on Blood from Deranged. Deranged is a very brutal, awesome underground death metal band. Yes, they are. Um. I know, they've been around that long That's crazy Yeah, they've been
2: around forever Um have uh, this one's from Catatonia uh, Nice Power Trip from Monster Magnet There you go, that's kind of funny
1: Hell yeah and uh, Mr. Windorf, baby the sun eat
2: me from Suffocation
1: Hmm Love it took uh, me forever to find that an Angel
2: Corps, Which is fantastic I saw that tour
1: Fucking love that album um, Nightfall
2: in Middle Earth, Blind Guardian, Shout out to Hansi. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just show this. I won't stop on this record right here. I'm not done with this record. I just want This is not even in my top stuff here, but I want to point this record out. The record I'm about to mention is the only record that this band ever did that I liked. Everything else I think fails in comparison. I know that sounds really mean when you hear me say that, because I got a lot of people that love this band. But in my opinion, this is the only good record they ever did, and that's Chaos Fear from the Sugar. It's the only good record they ever did.
1: It's great album. But that's it for me. That's the only record I could ever get into.
0: Other shit's too goddamn slow, and it's too progressive. I can't get into it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna save that one. I got some stuff I've saved here.
2: Uh. Uh. Metal from Exhumed. Shout out to Dr. Ross Sewage.
1: Love and you guys. Harvey. Love you guys. Cheers. <clears throat> uh. Bolt Throwers Mercenary album. Shout out to old Carl Willits. Cheers to you, my friend, as well. Uh, Con- excuse me. Diabolical Conquest from Incantations. Fantastic. Cheers to to John.
2: Uh. Apocalyptic Re- uh, Revelation from,
1: uh. Chrisian. Cheers to you guys as well, and happy late birthday to Moises! Cheers, buddy. Uh, yep. Yeah, cheers, bro.
2: Uh, w- words from the exit wound from Napalm Death.
1: Cheers to uh, Shane and Barney.
2: What's in from the Great Hall? The only album that I really still like from Amon Amar. Uh
1: Hell yeah, it is. It is a good album. It's great, actually.
2: Whisper Supremacy from Cryptopsy. Um, Fuck yeah. On adrenaline From
1: Dying <coughs> Love it That album's brutal uh, The best fun. Steve Tucker Morbid Angel album
2: Formula's Fatal to the Flesh
1: That album fucking Rips dude It really does Can't complain
2: Obscura From Gurguts Which is still A really strange listen But very good
1: Obscura That um, That that fucking album Holy shit dude <laughs> it, It's It's a weird it's, record, it's, it's really, really good bit, dude. It's very strange I, I really love that That um, No it's good
2: Child uh, of Perseverance, which is, in my opinion, the worst death album, but it's
1: still Chuck. It is, um, that, that, oh yeah, that song, the faceless ones on uh, Obscura, nasty, absolutely nasty. Anyway, uh,
2: amongst the catacombs from Nile, their debut, it's a great
1: album. Shout out to Carl, and uh, even he's not with the band, but shout out to Dallas as well.
2: Uh, Gallery of Suicide from Corey's favorite band and his favorite <laughs> guest on this podcast, George Fisher, Gallery of Suicide.
1: That's honestly, I'll I'll say this about them. Okay, Gallery of Suicide is a very underrated Cannibal record. It's really good. It's heavy as balls, and it doesn't get really much credit with the rest of their stuff. I think it's better than Vile. It's it's Million Miles an Hour. Hour. Million Miles an Hour. It's it's fucking. (laughs) (laughs) It's that movie's fucking awesome, and I haven't uh, peed on it in the urinal yet. So it's a good album.
2: Okay, so we're getting to the best
1: ups here, kids. So the fine art of murder from the level of creation. Shout out, uh to to uh, Phil. Phil. Cheers, buddy. Our buddy. Um obviously despise the sun back to the E P subcation, it's great. Took me so long to find uh, that, but I finally have it and uh, one of my favorites. Love it. And I'm probably going to surprise some people with this But my favorite album from that year Woo hang on they just put the dog in the microwave That is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen was a muck of fucking dog in the microwave I forgot all about that scene God damn that's brutal And then Oh this is the the Dr. West classic we're witnessing Somebody's getting fucking drowned in a fucking toilet bowl (laughs) That's funny Anyway sorry Oh no! He's putting Drano down his throat. Jesus fucking Christ!
2: Whoo! I ah! Have, I have
1: Damn! Three, Hang on, wait. I got an ad too. One. Our ads are actually finally synced up. I got an ad too, like right now. That kill is so anyway, goddamn brutal. You want to
2: hear that? This is my favorite album, 98. You ready?
1: Yep. Suspense
2: so rules again. If you don't like it, don't care. Derek, thank you for the interview.
1: That's a that's a great Derek album. You know, I like most of Derek's stuff, and uh, he's a great vocalist. And I think Against is one of the the better ones too. That like after all, you know the Roots shit. It is uh, that the first Derek album? Yes,
2: that's
1: what I thought. Yeah, it's I love that album. It's cool as fuck. It's uh, fucking brutal. brutal, it, it is, is brutal.
2: Fucking awesome.
1: And of course I like Andreas and Paulo I mean it's still I've something been a fucking to... Sepultura fan Since the late 80's So if people don't like Sepultura web You can jump off Of a building I love Derek I, I love Andreas And Paulo Is one of my Favorite bass players I mean, thank Ever
2: You for making That happen And Kristen At nuclear blast And man that well, of a great interview It's my favorite thing It's still my favorite
1: One of my uh, favorite things When I've do done. I When do I Unpause or Is it unpause on yours you have another ad Or are you good No mine's a good one. Okay We got Reese here On the phone And she's trying to figure shit out I love her character in this uh so much especially when I was little I don't know why I always thought she was really fucking cool in this movie I was like she's like she's my little she's my little sheriff mama she's gonna help me find the killer hey, that's my favorite of it really is I look through that whole list and I'm up against is my favorite
2: thing that came out that
1: year it's great there's so much great so much great great death metal Alex that came out on uh uh 98 and the movies in 98 were great and uh I gotta say, man, when I was growing up, I mean, at least around this time, it was good, man. I enjoyed it. I had a good childhood. As far as movies and music, and you know. I was always, I grew up with the 80s stuff already being around, and like, I was obsessed with the older shit, because that was still on TV all the time, and all the old 80s stuff I'd get myself into, and renting stuff at Blockbuster, and educating myself just on basic appeal to stuff, and I've always liked older stuff, but uh the stuff around this time, you know, is special to me and I think it's cool, you know going back to this film even, is very nostalgic for me, because I haven't seen it in a long time, and that's why I like to do this altering the future shit too, because it's like you forget when all this stuff tied together and came out, so it's like 98 it's like, you know, you had Zombie Apocalypse by Mortish now, Gallery of Suicide and fucking, you know Amongst the Catacombs, like the first Nile record came out then And, you know, I didn't really get into Nile until like a year mm-hmm. later I saw them, I saw him in for fucking Morbid uh, Angel on that on the, on It's uh, amazing, the Formula the tour. tour Yeah, and that, and that I, I started listening to that kind of stuff Like about a year later when I was in uh, middle school Like my first year there when I, moved. Canada, I saw on Gallery, I saw that tour oh. <laughs> When I moved to upstate New York um, Close to Cannibal Country, about a couple hours Um, that's when I really started getting into actual death metal, you know, before that I was just into random shit, and, and, um, but, you know, I was very much into horror movies since I was, like, five, so, when this came out, it's just something I watched all the fucking time, and then I got to be nine, nine years old, around 99, I was listening to, you know, some of the older death metal stuff, and I think, I think Heretic was out around then, um a lot of people hate that record I actually like that record it's good the Morbid Angel oh yeah but yeah it's it's very nostalgic to watch this and it's cool you know we do all the 80's stuff we've done a lot of stuff before that and you know stuff you went to high school watching and, and going to theaters and seeing and shit and this is actually cool to see this stuff once in a while because I, I can and actually I saw the off. pretty yeah but I mean it's something I was actually alive to see and and appreciate like for me growing up, so it's cool to once in a while do the, the '90s stuff because I can actually be like, oh yeah, I I saw this in theaters, or you know, it's cool, man. Uh, you know, you get to do this once in a while. I appreciate uh, you being into this and doing this too. It's, it's it's neat. My neck of the woods, folks. It's where my the expertise usually lies with uh, Dr. West the majority of the time on here, but or, you know, I know my shit, but I didn't live it. You know, I've I've had to live vicariously through. Just by enjoying the older shit and, and having you as a friend and and colleague of mine, and uh, you know,
2: And it seemed like a good idea. I don't know why this just kind of stuck out to me immediately. <laughs> Let's
1: do this. Now, this will be fun. Yeah, and this like I said. And so I, far,
2: it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's it's been a fun movie.
1: It's a solid slasher, and like I said, it doesn't. I don't know where the the critics originally thought it was like a scream ripoff, and it was like a satirical thing on urban legends. This movie is a serious film. You know. There's some humor to it here and there, but I mean that's just that's just horror movies in general. there's gotta be like a mix of emotions but this movie is is a serious film whereas scream is not a serious movie you know I mean it is in some parts of it like the kills are definitely brutal um like i say I know the doctor's not a fan of scream, but I love the scream films, especially the first and second one but the fur- you know the the kills are great, I like the ghost face thing. Um, but it's got a lot more satirical elements to it that make it more of almost a comedy, but it's still more of a slasher film, I guess.
2: I mean, I, like, here here's the whole thing, and you know, it's it's different being your age and growing up
1: and watching exactly scream and, right. and
2: liking it. But for me, the age I was when scream came out, I found it offensive.
1: Yeah, and I understand that, you know, and, and I kind of feel that and at the same not, time. And it's, and it's not, it, you
2: know. I had this discussion with a weird a while back and here's the thing there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with you guys digging it or wearing shirts or like ghost face you're, you're fucking wrong but you have a nostalgia to it I had no nostalgia to it I went into it I was like wow Wes is fucking broke
1: you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I totally and see that
2: you know but I felt that about a lot of stuff it wasn't just scream. it was like what, what's that ever told that Wes Craven presents Dracula AD
1: or where that piece of shit was and Oh, yeah. What a fucking turd. You know,
3: that movie was awful. But, you know, there's somebody out there, whatever that movie's called. I'm probably calling it by
2: the wrong title, but whatever that movie is, you know, it's probably nostalgic to somebody, and they're probably like, man, well, fuck you, Dr. Wynn, that's fine, you know. <laughs> I don't have, if you don't have nostalgia with something, it's hard to defend something. If is right. nostalgic to you, it becomes very
1: personal. So. Yeah. And that movie, you know, I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's very campy on purpose, and it, it is more of a comedy film. Like, it's—I wouldn't rule it as a comedy. I think it's still a slasher, but um, you know, it has a lot more com- comedic. Cashcraft, to me, if we're talking about Scream, still. It's oh, is a it? Cash draft. What is the Vampire in Brooklyn? Is that what you're thinking of? No, no, it's <laughs>
2: some kind of Wes Craven presents fucking. My love. Dracula 2000 that's it Dracula 2000 I
1: didn't know he produced that
2: oh yeah I'm telling you after the screen stuff it's like cash grab cash grab
1: cash grab cash grab cash grab it totally is but uh, like I said this film I don't think is comparable I can see how they and and let me let me
2: and I want to defend that a second because John was putting out good shit still yeah Carpenter
1: yeah, like, Les vampires this, are solid. I'm
2: telling you, Wes became, became the fucking uh, Richard Donner of fucking of, of horror. It, he just became a mockery of himself. And yeah. it's like, you know. I mean, I'm sorry, it's the fucking truth. Like, people people want to get mad at me and, and, and attack me for, for not liking that stuff. But it's like, I'm sorry. I think this, you know, everybody's like, oh, there's going to be a new screen and before. Who cares I don't fucking give a shit That's like you going Oh oh man Are you going to go see Pokemon 30 Or Dragon Ball Z 90 No because I didn't Grow up with it It's not my thing Like I'm just not into it Yeah But you know but, it, but it's not It's not nostalgic to me So I'm, I'm not into it Do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. Like I didn't grow up with it
1: It makes sense But well, I will say For this film It doesn't You can You can compare it to, to Scream Because it came out Around the same time Obviously The success of Scream Was like oh Let's make more slasher films because it's hitting again. So they made this film after the success of Scream because they know they can make money off of it. But this doesn't feel like a parody movie to me. No, this is a serious film. Like, it's kind of... it. it, it it's a cool story. The guy, I love the director that did this because he went on and did... In 2001, he did Valentine. That movie is fucking awesome. I think it, 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 it stands... It doesn't get enough credit and I don't think this one does either. Like, the killer in this and the killer... And there's a... It says Greenwood I think that's cool um, It's I don't know I think the, the killer in this Is really fucking cool And, and Oh there's uh, Freddy Krueger He's dead Is Jared Leto The fucking killer? I am not telling you That's part of the The beauty of this film Yeah you don't understand I, I literally do not even remember The last time I saw this movie, Oh I remember was- I remember Vividly like as the movie no, I'm goes on but I don't
2: remember because I've seen this movie one time in the theater on a
1: date and you were getting whacked off you don't even remember anything else you were just I did and after you get
2: whacked off you're just kind of like let well, me just rack kick it you know
1: yeah you just remember fucking buttering your popcorn That's so all you remember but it's correct just... but um but you but do you know what I'm
2: saying like I think and I, again, I'm not trying to be harsh about like if you're nostalgic about anything that's great and i by no means the entire length of this podcast that we've done is am I trying to
1: discourage
2: that yeah. Look, you can't make someone nostalgic about something they're
1: not yeah it's know. impossible because you just don't understand but I
2: can't make people nostalgic about thrashing thrashing is nostalgia to me you know so.
1: yeah I get that um, you know and some people just don't understand that and, and I get that too but they're like why don't you just watch and you don't like it it's like well I didn't grow up with it so it's not something I'm like sensitive about or understand because it's not my thing you know but um like I said this film is just great and I love again I'm just we'll have to do Valentine sometime too because that, that movie is fucking badass and it's I love the the killer in that it's a very uh Slot high kind of no, I feel okay yeah. and I saw
2: that in the theater as well
1: I did too but I, again I had not
2: seen that fucking thing until I had done oh shit it's either
1: that is Julian... What's his name? Dude's in a ton of stuff. Is he's, he the killer? I don't know, is he? I don't know, man. i I got to be <laughs> honest. I'm kind of on up to my seat with that because I don't remember. That's why it's cool, this movie. I like it. Um, try to see what other stuff he's in. Because he's one of those familiar faces where you're like, what the fuck's he in? He's in so much stuff. I know he's in, uh, he's in Wrong Turn. He's in Supernatural... Uh, He's in Cube He's in X-Men Last Stand Um He's in Man of Steel He's in Survival of the Dead He's in The Witch Shout out to Millie Who loves that movie Um Saw 4 He's in Mimic Um Todd in the Book of Pure Evil That's a really funny show Um He's in a lot more shit than that I mean, that guy's all over the place Julian Richings We don't know if he's the killer yet He's obviously a a weird janitor They're
2: being chased by the killer
1: Yep So he gets ruled out And I guess, you know, the parallel to this in Scream 2 Was that, you know, it's it's one of those mysterious Like, we don't know who the killer is kind of thing Um But, you know, again it, It this did feed off the success of that film, but it, they don't really have too much similarities. It's just kind of 90s slasher, but I appreciate Scream for kind of revamping that genre at the time, because it gave us films like this, and a lot of other really good ones in the 90s. No, no, I'm not gonna, I, I, but
2: it is by default, Wes Craven wasn't trying to reboot the slasher. Genre.
1: No, he was just trying to cash in on the teen crowd and, and make, make money, which he did, and he was very successful. With
2: he was it. cashing in on nostalgia is all he was doing. Yeah. Which is actually gross, I think,
1: but Yeah. I don't know, it I don't know. I'll tell
2: you a really interesting read, man, is well it's actually it's not a read, it's a viewing, but John Carpenter did several of these horror documentary things where they interviewed him. Yeah. Man, he hates those movies as much as I do. <laughs> <because> I, <clears throat> And you know who else hates it? And I thought this fucking ruled. Romero fucking hated him. Stephen King hated him. And those are my, And Stephen and John are my boys. And I'm just like. It just. We were of a mindset. We just. It, it, again, this has nothing to do with you or wheelchair but I understand. But we were of a mindset. It's like you can't hoax us into this crap.
1: Yeah. No, I totally understand yeah. that. Now,
2: you, now you, can, you can do the double D dogs and love everything, but <laughs> I'm talking about. You know, I I can't do that. That's right. not me. You know. But then here's the thing: I'm totally open to watching the first screen with you on here sometime. I'll do it. That's going to be a pretty brutal fucking.
1: You know. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not
2: going. I'm not going to pull any punches with it. I'll throw punches the whole time. But we can do
1: it. That would actually be kind of fun, just to to have that. You know, we've never really done a film where you openly. Don't really care for, and then we do it. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're wanting to do an episode like that, we'll do it. Well, and then if I'm going to watch one, I would rather watch the first one, you know. Cause yeah, the first one's the best one. I mean, the the second well, one I've I have.
2: Only, I've only seen the first two, so.
1: The third one's the worst one. I, I'll,
2: I'll be honest with you. I saw both of them theatrically, mm-hmm. and it just—I don't know how to describe this. It just never was really my thing. Like I just—I don't
1: know. Right, so there's not as much killing to it It's a lot more just Getting to know the characters And then being like who, Which one do you think it is And then It's like There's not much slasher in it You know The second one There's a lot more slasher stuff And the third one is a lot more slasher elements But The third one Is another one of those Weird Wes Craven things Where it's like It's a movie about the movie Inside the movie And there are actors Acting the, It's just one of those no, the, yeah, It's, it's like good. the new Nightmare shit And he did that with 3 And, and 3 is just so weird and you know, I had fucking Creed on the soundtrack. It's just fucking weird. Um, but it was a, uh, it's still a good film. But it, it's kind of too dragged out, and it just gets way too campy with what it does. Oh damn! There's that dude. That dude probably got the worst death of the movie so far. I mean, he's got he got fucking you know t- you know his face shoved in the toilet bowl. And then he got fucking drained out. I mean, like the
2: obvious killer for this
1: is Jared Leto, is it not? Woo! There's him. I love this. This is this is a callback to like the fucking Jason movies, right here. where You just have all the bodies rigged up for the last person to see. It's beautiful. That's a, a total.
2: I mean, am I wrong about that? Does, is it? Does it not just? Is it not just majorly pointing that it's Jared Leto at this
1: point? I mean, yeah. You know, it, it kind of does. Um. Even this, though, like, I absolutely love it. That the... I mean, it's probably a subtle nod to it, or maybe it's not, I don't know. But I think that's a very Jason Voorhees thing, Friday 13th thing, if you will. Where they got all the bodies of the victims rigged up to where you can, you know... The the last person sees all of them. Which I thought Jared Leto got knocked off. Rebecca Gay Hart... I'm gonna turn this music, uh, this uh, volume up, actually. Here, one of my favorite reveals. I, I think. have no idea what's her. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, baby! One of my favorite reveals in horror history. It made it makes her even hotter in this film too. I'm just like, God, you fucking crazy bitch. This still shocks me. Like, even when I was little, I was like, what? <clears throat> it's a fucking chick. Fucking packing everybody up. This is amazing. Oh, Brenda, I think she has her, him hostage or something or has him tied up somewhere. Just to make her freak out. It's kind of like her boyfriend. If you remember in the beginning, you know, I don't know. You almost don't ever see it coming. I never yeah. did. I
0: guess you could
2: say I will. That is... Why? 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 You still have the... the guy you? That guy's like fucking thing. I've huh. huh. got a visual aid. She's like, remember my... Oh, ...reinduced Bigelow? <laughs>
1: His name is <laughs> He's a he-bitch-man, Pim. you ring any
0: bells, <laughs> i bet your mother the like to the with me. When you and your friends. You didn't
2: have enough money to pay me a ring, so. Well, this is was... What's interesting about this, too, is how straight-edged she is and in the record.
0: Yeah.
2: It was your
0: car, and you weren't there.
1: All right, <clears throat> doctor is stepping out to take a doctor whiz. It's actually a song one of your favorite movies on HBO the other day. The whiz is on there.
2: Pretty
1: cool. Not the whiz though. But, uh, the whiz is that fucking musical bullshit. It's uh one well, with Prince Savage, the wizard. He's taking a piss, he can't hear me. I think it's The Wizard. It's a Fred Savage movie, he's obsessed with it.
0: <clears throat>
1: you hear me? There's the tools of the trade, folks. Yeah, I can take off the audio of the film, but Rebecca Gayhart being revealed as the killer in this, uh, old Betty, was really fucking cool. Um Blew my mind Makes her even hotter And I always remember her For this role More than I do Even Jawbreaker a lot of our Other famous films I think she's done Horror conventions A couple times Because of this movie And I would Shit I would, Rebecca Gayheart I'd fucking shit myself Meeting her And that's the print I would get would get the, the Urban legend I might get a Jawbreaker one too Or maybe a poster sign Because I love that movie It's weird that I do But I, I always like Jawbreaker It's a great movie, but um, this film, this ending where she gets revealed as in... her performance at the end of this always resonated with me and stayed with me. That's why I like this movie so much. You know, it's I don't know. I always remember her this this whole scene more than I do the rest of the film. Yeah, it's just so it always stuck with me. It's great. What's that movie like? Fred Savage? Is it The Wizard? Yes That's on HBO Yeah it's so good I when you were taking a whiz I was trying to remember what the movie was, I was like, Oh yeah he's taking a wizard he's, take, he's taking a Fred Savage wizard
2: It's such a good movie really, Have you watched it so <laughs> good? Yeah,
1: yeah it is good I haven't seen it since it's been on HBO But I need to watch it It's on my queue It's on my blue you queue watched- <laughs> 40, 40, 40. It's,
2: it's a really it's it's awesome movie
1: I've seen it. It's been a while, though. But now that it's popped up on all on HBO, I need to check it out. <clears throat> it's been a while. It's always such a dope in anatomy. Well, who cares? <clears throat> I don't know. This, this is good shit. I think if I start up a death metal band of my own, which I've been working on, <clears throat> just, just me all by myself, then I'm going to use... Quotes for movies like this, like 90s shit, instead of doing the 80s stuff. You know. The 80s stuff's been overdone in bands, you know. I think morticians use pretty much every horror movie ever made in their in their shit, so I'd have to do something new. <clears throat> I'll just pull stuff from this movie, like that quote was badass right there. Here's old Reese coming back. I do love Reese. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm getting one of those fucking police bomber jackets from all, like, the horror film shit. But I already got a, a Haddonfield, Haddonfield uh, patch ready to go. Haddonfield police or whatever. I'm gonna get one of those sick bomber jackets, the green ones. With the You gotta get the ones with the... With the I've said this on another episode, I don't even care. I think it was the monster dog one. You gotta get the black fucking... The black fucking fur. You can't just have the, the jacket. You gotta have the... I don't remember that part. I thought he died. Or he got knocked off in that gas station. No, there he is. Here we go. We'll turn the audio up for this. Here's Jared Leto. Oh yeah. I mean I thought I was screwed after Natalie here fucked it up for me with the dean. This. This is just
2: what I need. A
1: few things.
0: I'm listening. Well, I need some details for my article. You know about how Wexler did each one? Details only you could give me. It would
3: be great for your career. You know,
1: he would be so fucking hot And I'd be very grateful. Interesting. don't I'll take care it.
3: You're cute, Paul. But you're not that
0: fucking cute. Now,
1: which one She's crazy, you motherfucker. I kill
0: first?
1: <clears throat> and shout out to Ben from Fright Rex because they put out an Urban Legend collection I thought was really fucking nice. Yeah, they had Urban Legend shirts. They were fucking awesome, too. I wish I would have got one. And bless him for the stuff that he does and even, you know, every does his new stuff every Wednesday. You know, he's usually on Wednesdays they put out a pretty good reveal of stuff and you got a new Ghostbusters line that's sick. You got some new socks. I'm wearing my uh Ghostbuster socks from from uh the doctor that he got me. I'm wearing, they're very comfortable. It's got the, you know, the no ghost logo on them. They're very comfy I'm wearing them all day. My early birthday present. Yes, they were. So thank you, sir. Um but yeah, he's been doing great stuff lately He's got uh, a Lucia Fulci shirt coming out Called Godfather of Gore Which he did one that I missed out on uh, Similar to that shirt And it was a John Carpenter shirt And it was really, really cool um, you know, So this as one's very a similar fan as I am I did not want to hear it all. I thought
2: it was hideous looking
1: I liked it. I would have never wore it as a shirt, yeah, but I liked exactly
2: it. Because if you're going to put him... He doesn't need to be on any type of shirt or poster because he looks like the
1: Crip <laughs> Yeah. I love
2: him, but he looks like the Crip Yeah. And it's not attractive.
1: Yeah. I loved it because of the way they mashed up all those movies into one little thing. You know, I thought it was cool. But I, I wouldn't wear it as a shirt. I you know, I just couldn't get into it. I would have put it on, you know, like a... Honestly, would have used it as something else besides a shirt. Cut it out using a poster. Something like that. Oh, shit. The bitch is not dead yet. Um, yeah, the, the Fulci one's really nice, but Fulci's a little easier to look at, I guess. He's got a very special look to him, you know. Godfather of Gore. Love the Ghostbusters line. He's got some other stuff coming out. Uh, so check out... FrightRags.com and hit up Old Ben for some good horror merch. The best merch, in my opinion, for horror stuff. Sad that we couldn't go to Cincinnati and, and see him again and Horror Hound. But hopefully, we'll, when this shit clears up, we'll have some more conventions and Doctor and I can go terrorize people uh, next year it would be a lot of fun. I miss going to that stuff, you know. <laughs> and shows, really. I mean, I didn't think I'd miss that, but really I do, you know. Absolutely. It's fun, you know. It, kind of everybody's had a break from it, so it'll be a lot better once it comes back, I think. Uh, it'll be a lot more fun. Especially horror conventions. Like, I've been going to those for years and years, like, every, you know, a lot. And this has been the longest I think so I've gone, bad. haven't gone to one, so it's interesting, Just, I really do miss it because it's a good weekend getaway to do that and meet celebrities. Never think I'd meet and shop for stuff and a lot of fun. So excited for things to open back up when that happens. This is a weird crowd right here.
3: We're a crowd of people and Brenda's a girl in that
2: Noxzema commercial <laughs> <laughs> and yeah,
1: she said Brenda in the Noxema commercial I think I read in one of the the I, trivia things that I think uh, Rebecca Gayhart was actually in one of those yeah. commercials like in real life
0: <laughs> Not at all.
1: Okay, and there she is she's is she's fucking gorgeous and there's the blue ribbon thing uh, The Urban Legend where if you wear the blue ribbon Your head won't fall off or something There's that uh, Urban Legend We will queue up uh, the Tardy Brothers of Obituary To get you our Final thoughts
2: Final thoughts
1: Final thoughts, Doctor
2: You no. want to hear something funny? Jared Leto is quite a bit older than me
1: Really? Yes he is, he's an
2: old farm <laughs>
1: Well, go ahead with your uh, final thoughts there, Doctor.
2: You know, I, I saw this at the theater. I hadn't seen it since. It's extremely entertaining. It's fun. Uh, I don't get the screen comparisons by the, I don't by either.
1: the people that reviewed it. I don't either. <laughs> I think mean, people are just attacking it. Good. Hell yeah. Very nostalgic There's a
2: really nice Screen Factory Blu-ray
1: out of it You it can is. buy it. I and, uh, have it And I've never opened it Came out last year I think um, This is very nostalgic for me I was 8 years old when this came out So it's one of the few titles we've done Where I was actually alive to be around The time when it was released um, Always stuck with me The ending I always love Rebecca Gayhart and it I always love the cast of this I love the director um, ended up doing Valentine. I love that film too. Um, for a late '90s slasher, it 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 sticks around with them, and I think this movie actually can go into the you know when people look back on the '80s stuff, and then when we get older, you know, I'm 30 now, so or about to be 30. So when we when when us from the '90s get a little older, we can look back on this film and films like it, and you know have it put in with the eighties stuff and the seventies stuff and be like, here's the two hundred list of like the greatest blah blah. And it's not like the greatest film, don't get me wrong, but it it should hold up in there with the other stuff as a as a slasher, I think, where it, it deserves credit for being a great you know, like something you should definitely watch as a slasher film. So I think as time goes by and things get more appreciated from these times and even this wasn't critically acclaimed at like at all or like it's a scream rip off. What I'm saying is, this film I think down the road is going to catch on more. Like it, it'll become more of a cult slasher from like the late '90s because that stuff still isn't really like there yet with people really catching on to it. So I think this film is going to be there eventually, and people will appreciate it years years later. You know, it's, it's it's worth it. I think it's a great movie. It's fun. The cast is great. They didn't try hard like to really go anywhere. They just made a movie, and it was great. And the it's good, you know, kills are inventive and it's very brutal and visceral at times. The comedy in there is pretty subtle and fun. It doesn't make it into a satirical film like people said it did. <clears throat> and you got, like, Jared Leto and Alicia Witt. I mean, you got great actors in this movie. Daniel Harris, you know. Um, Robert England and Brad Dorff, and You got a lot of callbacks to the old school. It's yeah, you got a lot of callbacks to the old school shit. So I really appreciate this film and It's cool to do it and to see it again. Um, Yeah, highly recommended. Get that Blu-ray from Scream Factory or or just watch it on the Tubi app. Hopefully you guys watched it with us and you feel the same way. And uh, when we put this episode up, share your final thoughts if you want. You know, fuck it. Hit us up on Facebook. All that bullshit. Uh, We appreciate your guys' uh, support throughout the years and uh, continue to support death metal and horror. And we'll be there you know, we'll be there for that so thank you and, uh, and check
2: out the interview with uh, Harley
1: again. it's a really cool interview yes. a personal interview uh, a lot of stuff we talked about there's going to be some stuff in that interview that doesn't make it to the final cut thanks to the magic of Corey Gore Price so, <laughs> um, it's a good thing you know
2: we're going to get it wrapped up and get it, get it where we don't have to we don't have to uh, edit it too much, but it's a kind of an interview, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Huge fan of the Best Wishes album ever since I was a kid. Age of Coral, of course, I like it well, but Best Wishes is listening to JM, and we got to talk a little bit about that, and it was really cool, and uh, it's it's fun, man. We do track by track of that new album. There's a lot of tracks on that record.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's special to me, uh, New York hardcore, love it, love Harley, um, excited the Doctor did it, and it's a really good, really good interview, right. In the Beginning by Chromax comes out June 19th on a Rising Empire and Mission 2 Entertainment, uh, you can listen to, uh, Final Test is out, it's a free MP3, you know, if you subscribe, uh, over at gleam.io, uh, you can listen to that track there for free, um. Right now, so I'm sure there's some other stuff online Streaming before it comes out But definitely Check it out Glad you guys stuck around and watched this with us Or listened to it, whatever the fuck you did And then you're uh, about to hear the interview now Dr. West and Harley Flanagan So thank you for sticking around Buy the new Chrome help them out We're Still quarantining uh, A lot of people are still, I don't know if they're on lockdown Everyone's good, protest shit going on, all this crazy stuff But just Remember That horror and death metal will always be there, no matter how crazy the world is, and the doctor is always watching. So thank you all, and stay fucking gory.
4: This is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and with me today is one of my heroes, uh, legend, doesn't even need any kind of introduction, I'm going to give him one anyway, Harley Flanagan from Cromags. How are you doing, man? I'm okay. great.
0: Okay, thanks for having me
4: on. Man, thank you for doing this, and we're going to be talking about, uh, in the beginning, your new album uh, that comes out in June, on June 19th, actually, and uh, excited to jump in track by track with you today and talk about the new album. Excellent. And the first track uh, is uh, Don't Give In. Yes.
3: Um, Well, what do you want to know about it? Do you want to know about the writing of the song?
4: Anything you want to talk about each track, man. Anything that sounds good that you think we'd like to hear about. It's a great opening track, and, and to have the you know, feeling behind it there, it makes it even cooler, I think, uh, for the listener as well. And then uh, track two is uh, Drag You Under. great book too. You guys definitely should check his book out. It's awesome. It's, I think especially with everything going on with the pandemic and everything and, and it's 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 I don't know, it's very inspirational and then all the stuff behind with your life, it's just great, man. I love I love the I love the record, man. It just keeps flowing. I love every track on it. And uh, I say we'll jump into track three, uh, no one's victim. no one's victim all right. Well, we
3: really are going track by track.
4: <laughs> we are. And I'm going track by tracker. <laughs> It's, I mean, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I've struggled with, you know, a lot. And
3: now, you know, as a father, a my kids go through what they're going through. You know, it's, this, uh, this is a life of, this is like all my life of experience, really. Uh, I'm trying to pour it into this record, like musically, lyrically. you know. That's what this whole record, that's why the title in the beginning, you know. Right. You know,
4: Right, (laughs) right. Definitely, definitely. Um, And then track four, uh, From the Grave. It can't get much cooler than that to have him on play on the song. You know, who the hell,
3: you know, I mean, wow, it's <laughs> like, you know, who else, you know, who's next? I mean, it's great.
4: That's That's great. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Uh And then, yeah, it's killer. Uh Track five, uh, No One's Coming. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then track six, which I suffer from uh, PTSD. Amen. Amen. And uh, you know,
3: so I started to really think about it, and um, I realized that uh, it was really that is the reason for a lot of you know, a lot of the way I started and. and, and, and uh, Fantastic.
4: Thank you for saying that. I, I'm I'm not a military veteran myself either. I just I had a lot of traumatic stuff happen to me, uh, and uh, I'm just not. I'm seeing a therapist uh, occasionally, and 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 it's been great for me, and and uh, so yeah. Same here. Um, you know. I'm just. I'm going to shoot you right into track seven. The PTSD thing was awesome, by the way. Thank you for sharing with me. It means a lot to me as a fan, and I know it will to our fans, um, oh, yeah, and your fans that will hear this. So, so, uh, and so, track seven is the final test.
3: That's awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> i
4: Incredibly well said. Um, and uh, track eight, one bad decision.
3: Yeah, well, this one's pretty, pretty damn obvious. Uh, it's like one bad decision could uh, ruin everything. Is the gist of this
1: song, <laughs> right? <pretty much> <laughs>
4: Exactly, exactly, um, and I love. And I we keep going, but I, I love where you've went with all this stuff. And this this actually, I find this record incredibly relatable. Um, so.
3: and glory so they think that if they wave the, this banner you know it's going to gather going to gather followers you know whether it's gathered troops or gather disciples it's the same bullshit you got a bunch of insecure fucking lonely people and, and, and they're just holding on to the imagery of their youth instead of growing the fuck up
4: man and, that is perfectly and, you know. said <laughs> I 100% agree with you
3: You know, I feel, it's like, you know, I'm torn between being pissed off at them and feeling bad for them, you
4: know. Right. (laughs) But but, but when you pass that shit on, you
3: know, it's like, again, man, for those of you, you know, who follow my Instagram and this and that, you know, I wrote about it the other day. It's like, uh, you know, I I had to stop for a second doing this podcast because my son called me, right? You know, I was like, uh, you know, my son, you know, when you're young, you do a lot of stupid things. I don't live with my kid right now, and he's, involved in some dumbness and like his friend got sh- killed in a drive-by the other day and my son was with him and it's like you know it's awful I, you know because he's in some gang business and it's like real you know this stuff is real The young kids are dying you know and, and when, when I got to listen to like all these posturing hardcore assholes talking about all their fake gang bullshit I'm like dude fuck you man you know my kids out there getting shot at and you're over here your, like Using samples of, of, of guns on your record, like fuck you, like right, you know, if if you were, you know, yeah, if you were really tough, you'd be fighting in a cage for a living. You there know, you go, <laughs> or, 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 you'd, or you'd be off like fighting ISIS or some shit. You, right. know, you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be bullying people at hardcore shows, and you wouldn't be using intimidation to, to fuck with people and and and, 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 and like bragging about it, dealing drugs and, and shooting people it's just it's not fucking cool man no it's and, not at all and when you have a kid who's wrapped up in it it starts to uh, you know it, it's it, the shit is real you know and, and uh, all the motherfuckers endorsing that shit should really be ashamed and they really should like snap the fuck out of it and if they are real thugs and if they really have lived that life they should be using that knowledge to educate other people instead of pulling them down
4: the fucking toilet with them, yeah, you know? Exactly, exactly, man. I 100% agree with you. Um, incredibly well said. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I'll jump back with the record with you, Harley. Uh, so uh, track none, uh, Two Hours? Well, you know,
3: it's ironic that we're talking about this because the song Two Hours, uh, I came up with it after I almost got in a fight yeah. on the subway. I was, with, uh, I was with my kids, and I was, uh, heading home and I almost got in a fight with these two guys and, and you know for those of you who don't know I mean you know I, I'm, I'm a second degree black belt and I, I've, I've had you know quite a few fights in my, in my life I'm, I'm, I'm no slouch um you know I also know things can go wrong real easy and, and uh you know I, I, so these guys are uh you know, I'm about to get into it and I'm like looking at this guy. I'm already targeting where I'm gonna punch him in his throat and I'm and how uh, I'm gonna throw this guy in front of onto the third rail or whatever. And he's going out of the track, That's where he's going. I'm already and then it just hit me, I'm like, Where do you wanna be in two hours? like a voice in my head and I'm thinking all of a sudden all of the scenarios ran through my head like in this instance like me explaining to a cop what happened well they being handcuffed my kids being taken away from me well I've got to call their mom and this and that and just drama 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 and I'm like do I want to deal with this shit or do I want to be home like do I want to get my kids home safely do I, I just like uh so I just looked at the guys and I'm like you know what dude like it's all good man you know, I'm just trying to get home I, I got no problem and he's all like yeah that's right motherfucker you don't want to get fucked up in front of your kids mama got fucked by and you know meanwhile my kids are looking at me like you know we got on the train and they were looking at me like what the fuck just happened like right? you know dad don't you know dad don't play but what just happened and like I'm like guys you know what what's more important you know us getting home having dinner and having a relaxed night going to bed or, or you know, getting rested for fucking these guys up even though that's exactly what they deserve and had coming I think <laughs> oh yeah to get home and so that's what that song is about and um, you know, where do you want to be in two hours and um, and I didn't even have lyrics when I did this track it. I just I just knew I had the lyric where do you want to be in two hours the chorus the rest of it I, I just made up I didn't have to make it up I just I, I literally lived it <laughs>
4: That's, man, that's wild. Every song just has this amazing story behind it. I
3: just I love it. Like, at, at my job, like all the Muay Thai guys, like cause I teach Jiu-Jitsu for a living. Oh, okay. And, like,
4: I think it's great, man. I mean, and you're you're teaching from stuff you've learned. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, well, that's that's what you got to do in life. You got to pay it forward, you know. Man, I I, I it's very inspirational. Um, and then uh, track ten, uh, don't talk about it. so y'all definitely have to check out his book
3: I mean it's it was a bad situation but you know uh, like, I, like I said earlier in, in uh, the show like happy to hear that
4: for you man i think you deserve it Thank you. and uh Thank you. oh yeah and uh so uh track 11 is going to be between wars
3: yeah actually this is uh part of the soundtrack in a movie that i was just in uh, with michael imperioli um that you can actually get on uh up on Vimeo. uh Signature You know It's It's, right. uh, it, it, it's uh, So like It's got this Interesting vibe To it already and, uh, I would see This guy playing In the subway Every day On my way to work And uh, His playing Is just It's just Beautiful You know and, but The guy is really Interesting Because he's like This You know This uh, Young Well Not young you know, Early 40's uh, Young I say young Because he's That's old eh? I'm like you know, this, this young black dude with like tattoos on his face and, and braids and he looks pretty you know pretty gang banged out pretty bugged out he, you know and he's sitting there playing a the cello and just playing beautifully and it just, it, it, just, it, it's just interesting you know so it's just like okay and uh, anyway I asked him I said you know I'd like to put you on this track we started talking blah blah blah. You know, it turns out my man is you know he's an ex-blood and he you know he's he got In his blood when he was like a little kid, like eight or nine years old. Oh, wow. Using him to, like, you know, run drugs and and stuff because he was a kid so he wouldn't get stopped and shit. And, you know, he, he, we've become pretty good friends. And again, this is a dude with, you know, some serious PTSD. I mean, he, you know, he did like seven or eight years in jail and, you know, he's been shot like multiple times. He's had a, a rough life. And, you know, here he is, he's just trying to basically, you know, survive now making music instead of doing the shit he was doing before. Right. And so, you know, me and him, you know, we, we've actually helped each better a lot, you know, just emotionally, you know, talking about things we've been through and, and you know, just talking about our kids and, you know, and um, so anyway, yeah, you know, this uh, us playing together was very you Had never been in a recording studio before, so that's
4: it's awesome.
3: Uh, it's it's really kind of special, you know. I, I captured something unique and special there. I think so. That's that, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, this dude just you know, I mean, just for those who know, I mean, this dude was a you know, Tyroo blood out in Newark, New Jersey, man. That's no joke, you know.
4: That's that's great. You guys can like, you know. Like living the aftermath together. It's cool, man. You guys made a song together. I think it's fantastic. Again,
3: it's like I got a lot of friends who've been through some things, man. It's like, you know, these youngsters don't know it, man. You know, this stuff scars you deep, man. And you may not realize it or feel it till later in life. But, you know, I know a lot of people who really do a lot of self-medicating just to deal with the memories that haunt them. And it's not anything that, that anybody should have to go through. And if you are going through it, you know, you got to recognize the, the reasons and the cause and, and how people will do unusual things in unusual circumstances.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we're at No Turning Back, track
3: 12. Okay. Okay, so No Turning Back. Um, I, this song, uh, well... Uh, let me see what is there about this song that's interesting oh first thing i guess is the there's a bunch of little kids singing on it and actually those little kids are all my students at the uh hensel grace of Jiu-Jitsu academy and the kids program that i actually run awesome so that's about a group of about i i teach about 30 kids or something, but that's about 15 of them, all between 6 and 11, and it was funny, because that day, was mostly girls in the class, so I have uh, oh, a, that, that is just, I think, kind of cute and funny, and it's cool, and uh, it's cool, because the line that they're singing is, there's no turning back, and really, there isn't any, and uh, the fact that I got a bunch of little kids singing that is, is like great, you know, because, you know, it's just uh, perfect, you know? It is. You can never go back to being a kid again, you know? No. And, uh, you can never go back. And, um, yeah, um, I guess that's all I really got to say about
4: that. Okay, uh, okay. Well, we'll hop on to the last track, track 13. Yeah, there, there was a time.
3: There was a time is... Um, well, musically I you know this record kind of it, it, I really tried to encompass everything that the Chrome eggs uh, are about like all I tried to really capture all the best elements and um, recreate them in a different way in, in a whole new you know new songs that the same feeling musically so this right. song, you know, it goes through like a whole, you know, there's a lot of different directions throughout the record, but it maintains that chrome eggs sound. That was my, my intention. And then this song really brings it back home to that old school chemistry, or the, the formula that I've always used, you know. And the song is really, um, it's about losing everything. It's about losing what you believe in and somehow finding the ability to keep going um it's about um finding inner strength you know it really it's like when you lose your faith in 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 whatever it is that you believe in you know the, the people you love the the, the 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 god you think you believe in whatever it is you know it's that moment when you realize that you know
4: agree with you man it's and and the whole album man this seems like a, a trip through your life i i can't thank you enough for all the stories about these songs man i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and and the record oh, the record is just it's so cool man um and i want to ask you just a couple more things if it's okay um are you guys were you planning to do some touring stuff before all this bullshit happened maybe next year or?
3: Excellent. Dude, I've got like 60 pieces of music in the bag already, so Excellent. we're going to try to record sooner than later. We're actually scheduling uh, recording now because I want to have my next record ready so that when next year comes around, we don't have to take any time off to write or record anything. But So once we start gigging, I just want to keep the machine going. You got it in the bag.
4: That's, that's fantastic, man. Well, if you make it down to the Atlanta ways, I'd love to hang out with you, man. Um, oh, yeah, man. Sit down and do another fun interview. I've, I can't, Seriously, this has been absolutely incredible. I can't thank you enough for your time and oh, your words on this stuff, man. And the album it comes out June 19th. Guys, check it out in the beginning from Cro-Mags. Uh, Harley Flanagan, you're a legend, man. You're literally one of my heroes. And I, I've got if I, if I don't ask you this, I, I'm going to kick myself for the rest of my life. I love Best Wishes i love the best wishes album do you have anything cool you can tell me about that album because i love that record there's a lot of stories
3: about that session i can tell you that um i recently saw Petey hines I from back then <laughs> okay um, when I was haunted and uh, well I don't want to say allegedly because some really weird stuff happened that was definitely supernatural when we were there and uh, it really freaked my drummer out like bad so like, he pretty much blasted all his drum tracks out in like the first
4: the best fucking riff I, to this day I, I can just I can about get through anything listening to that riff man that riff is just like uh, it's fucking you
3: crushing that, that, that the main riff of that song was inspired by a riff that actually sounds nothing like the song um, Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple
4: oh I love that song that's my favorite Deep Purple song it's oh, such band, a, band, oh, band, it's so, band, it's band. So good. It doesn't sound
3: anything alike, but, you know, I, when, I, when I'm inspired by something, I'm never going to fucking like cop the riff. I, I will take the inspiration and I'll just use do, some, do something else with it. Oh, again. sure. You know,
4: It's man, I'm telling you to this day, I've still got my original profile record CD that I bought at a fucking record bar. (laughs) You know what? That's actually uh, last
3: last thing I will say. That's also Glenn Danzig's favorite Cromags song.
4: I did not know that. Well, there you go. That's fucking amazing. Hey man, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Man, this has been awesome. In the beginning, Cro-Mags comes out June 19th. Check it out. Uh, Go see these guys. Man, I fucking love this. Yeah, come see us next year. You ain't gonna see us this year, but pick up the record. By the time we roll through, you'll know it. So. Yeah, they'll know it. Brother, thank you so much for this. Seriously, have a great Memorial Day. Good luck with everything with you. And, and man, I hope to see you down south sometime next year.